Now, I'm delighted to join by Pat and to look back on Limerick's brilliant starts in the league and, and look forward to loads. So, two from two in the league, Pat wins over Longford and Antrim. Doesn't get much better than that. No, um, riding the crest of a wave at the minute with, with the way results are going in the league. Um, going into the year, I suppose you 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 would have had question marks, um, albeit last year was very impressive too. But I suppose you're going in, and it's been said a hundred times now, but you're missing um, important players throughout the team, not just in one area, but in the back line and midfield and the forwards. And I suppose you're just wondering, are they going to be missed? And maybe they will be but to date the players who've stepped in have really produced it um the McGrath cup obviously didn't give a great indicator although albeit the Tipperary match was very impressive um everything in part of scoring and i think in the league they've rectified that they've top goal scorers um with six at the minute um their shooting rate is pretty good they're not kicking too many wides and um now obviously there's there's parts of the game that they would look to improve on but Two from two when you're playing Longford at home, who you never know Longford, especially with the bounce they'd get from a new manager. And there were Limerick were full value that night. The game should have been put bed long before it was, but full value for the seven point win. And then the one in Antrim look, um, anybody who, who has to travel away to win in the league is, is impressive, uh, even more so when it's that distance. Like it's just people don't understand the toll it can take on you. Like, not so much physically, but just mentally having to deal with everything. Not used to the same setting, not used to your bed, getting up, all that. And I have to say that the performance above in um, Corrigan Park last weekend was just so professional, I suppose, so good from the word go. And um, it really gave an indication of where this group are at the minute. And that that's, we'll, we'll talk, focus on that performance against Antrim because you obviously were there. I suppose it's... You obviously mentioned the, the length of the, the travel to go there and to lose would be very demoralising to come home to. But Antrim would have been seen as one of the teams that could be challenging at the end of the season. So it's not only get a win, but get a win against a rival will be huge for Billy. Yeah. Um, I, the previous week, I know Pat's plan and his wisdom said that Antrim were were his one of his big picks to get out of the division. And to be fair, having their victory against Fermanagh, it was impressive looking like to beat a team who've operated at a higher level for the last few seasons. Uh, so going up there, maybe Antrim thought, okay, we've we've a hard one under the belt now um, with Tremena done and we're at home now. Maybe that'll be worth something. But um, when you start the match so impressively as Limerick did, like it really does kind of lay down a marker. Like it was literally one of the first attacks, a goal, then the next attack, a point, possibly the next attack again, a goal. So I'm sure Antrim were reeling at that point and, and the Limerick lads were like really confident Um there was it was a two five to five at half time. I remember tweeting at the time that while it was a fantastic lead, Limerick would have had a tinge of disappointment almost because they had been so dominant in that first half and they'd really got after the Antrim kick out and everything looked so impressive, defensively really solid, um, without having to drop off too quickly, like they're pressing kickouts at the same time as being able to defend properly in the back line. They were being very unselfish on the ball. There was nobody really taking too many plays the way the team is operating now. I just noticed there's um, been 11 different scorers in the league to date for Limerick, which is really good. Um, you'd In that first match against Langford, you'd Killian Fahey won three uh, and Brian Donovan two goals and a point. And neither of those scored against against Antrim. Um, now, Killian obviously was a loss because he, he uh, had to cry off in the warm-up. Um, and again, when I saw that, I was like, OK, you probably have had plans in place here for Killian. The team looks at him as a leader. 
uh, how are you going to react now to this late stage of him being missing? And they didn't miss a beat. Like it was just like next man up, and that's the way it's been. And look, it never works out as easily as that, where you just go, oh well, we've lost this many players and they're stepping up. Like even from the very first game, you'd had three injuries: Mike Donovan, um, Robbie Childs, and Pride De Bruyne. You'd had to replace those three. Then you'd lost Killian before the start of the Antrim match, so you'd replace him. And then at a vital time in the second half of that game, where it looked like Antrim were coming back into it. You had two more injuries uh, to Keane Sheehan and Paul Maher. And you're really looking, seeing, okay, well, who is number 23, 24 on the panel? And, and are they able to step up? And uh, they very much did. Like, which, look, that's really pleasing when, you, when you've got that because what that breeds in the panel is real competition. Like, you know, if you can make the panel, which in itself at the minute is a big thing, then you, have, you can play a big part. You're not just relying on 17, 18 players. Yeah, that, it, it's very good to see the the amount of players, because obviously there's three frontline players in championship last year and six more. How impressed have you been with the kind of fringe players? Now, we've seen Keane Sheehan move back to the Fens, Killing Fighter and Field, but Peter Nash is probably new into that side and was named on the team of the week and Brian Donovan the week before, that these players are, are taking their chance when it's presented. Yeah, and I suppose it goes back to Billy, the, the point Billy has been harping on for a long time about the maturity of lads, and even lads, okay, you might say a lad at 23 has is getting mature, but a lot of these lads are maybe mid-twenties, pushing, not even pushing the late-twenties, but just over their mid-twenties, and that really is a time now where you're coming into your peak, like, and it stood to them, like, you even look at Brian, a person who has, Brian Donovan, a person who has so much ability, like, he's physically just made for this game, and he's really, even though he didn't get on the score sheet against Antrim, like, the ground he covers, the tackles he puts in, the the, t- the attention he draws from the opposition, like, it, it just creates space for, for other players, and Peter obviously like he's he's um he's been he's been probably around a long time. I played with Peter in um maybe two thousand and fourteen, um, and he came into the team maybe as a in full forward line two thousand fifteen, and he really lit it up inside the full forward line. And maybe having done a bit of a journey out the field, maybe inside there is is where he's most effective. Like he really was, and and there, it really was a team performance last day. But when you when you're getting one two from play, uh, it's just it's a great kind of fill up for a team that are kind of scoring a point two points around the pitch anyway. So if one person can contribute that little bit more, it'll make a big difference. And Robbie Childs, um, you know he he was missing the last day. He's he's become a, a real leader in the team. Obviously, you've still got Ian Corbett and Donald who are so important to the whole setup. But they just strike me as a team who are really comfortable with their own skin at the minute. They're they know what they're doing. They know what they're about. Um, they're kind of at this stage almost coaching themselves a lot on the field. That's not to take away from the excellent job that um that the management have done previously, Brian Wrigley and Morris Horn, who's gotten great plaudits from lads this year. Like, but there's a real ownership been taken on the field. There's a lot of talking. <clears throat> if people are doing the right thing, they're they're being told well done. If they're doing the wrong thing, players are calling them on it. And that just comes with a bit of experience too, that you know, you you know at this stage that I can trust this fella. And they've gotten to know each other and I think it really helps when when you can see if like we've all been there when a good player goes off the team and you're kind of looking to the bench at times going oh oh I'm I'm not sure about this fella like and it kind of affects your own performance as much as the team's but it just looks at the minute that if someone goes down um then they the when the bench player comes on or when the the player been introduced it's just next man up let's go again and nothing seems to change like obviously there's big players you in the team that you really don't want to to lose but at the minute, you'd have to say, using 25 players in the first two league games, that everyone has played their part, which is just brilliant. You mentioned the team, kind of, you're saying they know what they're doing. 
Is there an emphasis on, on goals? Obviously, Limerick are the top scorers across all four divisions, or is it that they're just taking their chances when they arise? You'd have to say they're taking their chances. You'd have to say there there's not an emphasis. I kind of asked Billy after the match that, and obviously it wasn't going to say, oh, yeah, we're really going for goals. Because, but you wouldn't say that there's a real emphasis on it, but players are making the right decisions. Like you the case the last day when James Nocton was coming in along the inline, and you're, I'm probably taking him over the stand, just fist it over or just take your point. But at least he looked across to see, was there somebody there? And you're Keane Sheehan just coming on at the right time. Very easy goal. Like it's one of the goals that you see the Kerrys and the Dublin score the whole time and, and they make it look so easy. And you wonder, well, why can't we do that? And sometimes it's just because the player who has the ball just before it gets to the final pass just doesn't see it or isn't able to execute it. But in that instance, James saw it. He had to look for it. Obviously, they've been working on it. Um, and, and saw Keane, obviously, if there was no one there, he, he wouldn't have given it. But Keane obviously backed himself to get into that position. Uh, likewise, in the second goal, you suppose when your tails are up, Hugh, Hugh Burke receives a kick pass in from Dara, Dara Tracy at midfield who went through a ton of work, won the mark, and could have just taken it and maybe, okay, we'll slow it down here and, and we'll, we'll just take our score. But at least he had a look and see was was it on inside and it was and, and the goal came from it so I think to answer your question players are having a look to see is it on, is it on? if it's not on at the minute they're making the right decision to just take what's on offer but if it is on then they're they're having the confidence in, in themselves to to go for it and see is it on but look you don't you don't score four goals every game you don't score two goals after five minutes or six minutes every game so uh, it's important that when it comes to a game and the defence is really set up the way Loud probably will be this weekend, um, that you can keep knocking, knocking it over and keeping the scoreboard ticking. Yeah, you mentioned Loud there, obviously, third game up. And I suppose third game would be kind of a pivotal game. If if you win, promotion is really there for you. If you lose, it's kind of about regrouping. What do you expect from Loud, who have only a, a one point to show from their name? Um, I expect them to be very solid um, defensively. Um that and and that point that they did get was was of the last kick of the game variety I think um, the last day out against Longford, which which will give you confidence. I'm sure they left that pitch and thinking okay we're on the board now here, back at training that week. I'm sure there was a, a little more pep in their step about okay things are starting to click into place as well. But having seen a few highlights of their match against Leash the previous week, you would have had to say that it just came down to goal chances. Leash got. Leash, got, Leash took their goal chances and, and Longford didn't, or sorry, and Loud didn't. So that was the difference. Like another day, Loud take their chances at the start of that game and it's a different game completely. Uh, in Sam Mulroy, they really have one of the top forwards operating in the country, not just in the division. Like he he, he makes, he's a, he's a big guy, he's well able to score. He got the equalising score last day. He's somebody that Limerick will really have to, to keep tabs on. And I'm sure, look, I'm sure they will be planning for him, but he's a very effective forward inside and he'll take serious watching so um look they're coming down uh i've been in the situation where you you have no win after your first two games um and there's a bit of pressure like there is a bit of pressure on you but there's that can also give the team a bit of a jolt like that it's kind of now or never type stuff from a limerick point of view the confidence is high you can see that um you just have to be careful that you're not believing in the hype like that oh now that we're we're been talked about in the Sunday game and we're getting all these great plaudits and every a lot of reports are, are being done about us, but like it's it's a cliche, but it's it's the next game that matters. That's all that matters. Very quickly in, in a division like Division Three, and I we've been there unfortunately. Like six points can get you relegated and eight points could get you promoted. Um so 
you don't want to be going into the last round with that hanging over you. Um, your home games are so important. The Gaelic grounds, I think, will suit Limerick the way they play football at the minute. Um, big wide open areas for the runners. So, look, you'll be going in confident, hopeful. And look, to be honest, why not now? You know, that everything is players are back. That they have, they've almost a fresh, a fresh, uh, no injuries. You know, to, to pick from, tails are up. Things are going well. Like people, players are at a level now, a maturity level, a physical level, a game sense level where they seem to be ready. Like we're all. You ask you ask any manager, they're always building. You know, we're always building for the following year. Well, I would say, why not now? Like Limerick are in a position now where they are performing at a level that they haven't been for a long time. So why not try and really, really make the most of it now and see the opportunities in front of them to, to really kind of push for promotion out of the division. At least push for it. See what happens after that. But don't look too far ahead. Big game on, on Sunday. And um, just go out with the same attitude that they went out in, in the previous two games. And it just you mentioned there the Gaelic grounds. How important is it that the, the people of Limerick just get out and, and support the footballers? Because obviously we see with Harders for getting huge, huge supporters, the ones sent out in there uh, on Saturday night. But these Limerick footballers are giving the same effort. They're, they're, they're getting a lot of wins as well recently. Like, they are, will obviously feel if a crowd that's there. They will like this. Like, it's, 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 it's unfortunate that you don't, you don't get it. It is a reality of it. And you can really feed off a crowd. Uh, and it doesn't, it's, it's, it doesn't take thousands, to be honest. It only takes um, a couple of hundred more, even above an Antrim. I'd say there, if there was twenty Limerick supporters there, there would have been that that would have been a lot. I'd say, but the noise that was coming was so loud, like and every every tackle was and a turnover and score was cheered. But if you're talking about support, like it's just it's that little bit of when you're on top, it just gives you that more of a boost. And when you're kind of down and you you do a big turnover, it gives you more of a boost to hear that noise off the sideline and just that okay. We do have a bit of back in here, like and like I said with the players and the management about now or never, like what what exactly is it that Limerick people are waiting for to see from this team? Like I, I really think that they they're a team you could get behind. Like whatever about winning matches and and promotion and all that, the number one thing you want to see from any team and any Limerick team especially is serious effort, serious kind of like when a ball is there, win it or get a turnover and really. Like when you're on the ground, get back up and just work hard. And, and this team have it. Like, so, Grant, the results make things, ever, they're the cherry on top and everything. But when you're going out and seeing a group that are just committed, they're committed to giving everything, then you, no matter where you're from, you can get behind it. But unfortunately, when you're operating Division 3 and you're not on television, the only way of seeing it is to actually get out and actually see it in, in person. And, and I do think there's something to get behind. You know, they're. They're a young enough group. Um, still, they're grand. They're operating in their mid twenties, their early twenties. They could be. They could be here for a while. Like so, it would be fantastic if if you could get extra numbers in the Gaelic grounds. If it made a difference between um, getting over the line and not, wouldn't it be great? If just by getting up on a Sunday and going in there, I think two o'clock in the Gaelic grounds is when it's on. Like perfect time of day for people. Just get in there. Um, Get behind them, see what they're like. First of all, if you like what you see, come back again. But at least give them the opportunity uh, to to sh- to show you what they're what they're capable of. And I suppose finally, it's it's not really about Limerick. I suppose it's about Limerick in a way. You will are, are looking for a first Sigerson Cup title. I don't know how invested you are in uh, this Sigerson campaign. I know you're winter well and obviously you're involved with teams. But 
it should give Limerick football a boost to have you in there with Declan Bruder and obviously Paul Maher as captain to the side. Yeah, like uh, I remember, I, I sent a message in a group during the week that uh, as soon as they won, I, I said, I'm sure the narrative here is going to be that uh, a Limerick football college with a Limerick captain, uh, a Limerick manager, and a Limerick coaching staff has reached the first Sigerson final since '97. Like I was messing, obviously, because it's David Clifford when you're when you're when you're UL, and th- that's probably the same for any team that he's on. To be, to be fair, but. Look, it's a great thing. You have you have three lads on the panel. You have, you have Paul Maher as captain, and you have John Hayes from St. Kieran's and um, Rona McGilligot uh, as the sub goalie from from Mungret. So there's a bit of interest on the pitch. There's the the, the coaching staff are, are Limerick Limerick born and bred. Uh, the college itself has really has really kind of supported football since my time, like uh, all those years ago. It was really only getting going then, but they've really supported football over the years. You've John O'Grady doing a super job with the freshers there the last few years. And it's, I suppose, when you were a Limerick person going in there originally, you'd almost say, oh, well, where are you from when you're Limerick? And you're like, okay, that's, you know, that's, we're, we're not really looking for Limerick players. We're looking for elsewhere. But to be fair, with the freshers teams I've been involved on and looking at the Sigerson teams over the years, like there's been a real sprinkle of Limerick players. And look, it's it's great because it's on your doorstep. It's, it's, it's football and Limerick mentioned in the same sentence, you know, so that can't happen enough for my for my liking. Um and if they were to win, it's it's a massive thing for the college, obviously. They've never won they've never won a Sigerson first final since ninety seven. A lot of work has gone into it. Uh Declan Bruder's been there a few years now and it's kind of fallen into place this year. Um they've had a few injuries obviously of their own, Oh McLaughlin missing, um and Stephen O'Connor missing, but they look a team that's going places. Anyway, G will be hard beat because they've lost players and and really kind of circled the wagons themselves. Like so, they'll be very hard to beat in a final. But look, it's fantastic. Like I said, anytime you've Limerick in football and finals in a sentence is good. And no more than um, last Friday, you'd um, uh, cops with solutions in the Munster final and seen the football. Now they didn't win, but look great that they're in it. And then on the Saturday, you'd. You'd yeah be in, in tip in it, and you'd a lads, couple of lads from Ula and Paddy Kennedy from Galbally involved. Like so, look, it's it's great. Like anytime you see Limerick in football in uh, in the same sentence, um, it's good, and it's it's thankfully it's becoming a little more common in recent times than, than it has been.